Welcome to 2021, our year of the supernatural. We believe that in this year, as prophesied, your life will go above and beyond the natural and that it will be positively and supernaturally changed through this sermon. The teaching you're about to listen to by our anointed shepherd, Pastor Boni Bahati, will challenge you, strengthen and transform you to live the victorious life you were created to enjoy. Listen and be blessed. Beautiful. Father, I want to thank you for today. Use me to speak to your people in Jesus' name. Amen. So we've been doing a series called The Underground Church. And last week we looked at facts about a cell group. Facts about a love group or a cell group. Today, I want us to look at benefits. Now, of these benefits, I'm going to split them in two. Benefits of a love group. My title is Benefits of a Love Group. So I'm going to split these benefits into two. Today, I'm going to deal with benefits of a love group to the kingdom of God. The next week, I'm going to deal with the benefits of a love group to you as an individual. Are we together? To you as an individual. Hey. Beautiful. So, the love group or the cell in a local church has a lot of benefits to the kingdom of God. It also has a lot of benefits to the person or the member of the church. So, I've decided to put this in three categories. Benefits to the kingdom of God, benefits to the church member, and benefits to the shepherds of the church. However, I'm on this particular series, I'm only going to deal with the, with the benefits of the kingdom, to the kingdom of God and benefits to the member. Are we together? So the love group in a church does not only benefit the church or the church members, but it also promotes and expands and establishes the kingdom of God. A love group in a church don't only, or does not only benefit the church member, it also promotes, expands, and establishes the kingdom of God. So we're going to look at a few benefits of love groups to the kingdom of God. Benefits of a love group to the kingdom of God. And pastor, why is it not to, the, to me first? The kingdom of God is superior, man. If the kingdom of God is benefiting, you are benefiting. Everybody, the kingdom of God is benefiting. You are benefiting. So number one, cell or love group meetings make it possible for continuous prayers. Love group meetings or cell meetings make it possible for continuous prayers to be made to the effect of the spiritual atmosphere of various communities. Should I repeat that? You look like you've not heard anything. Love group meetings make it possible for continuous prayers to be made, that is to affect or to affect the spiritual atmosphere of various communities. Love group meetings make it possible for continuous prayers to be made to affect the spiritual atmosphere of various communities. Spiritual atmospheres of various communities. Spiritual atmosphere of various communities. Now, the power of Satan 
is gradually broken when prayer is made. That makes it easy for the kingdom of God to flourish in the immediate communities where we host our love groups. Now the truth about life is that this world has a God. And the Bible says the God of this world is called Satan. And Satan has blinded the children of darkness or the children of this world. So it is practically impossible for the word of God to penetrate and the word of God to, to have an effect in this world unless prayers are made against the God of this world. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, Ephesians 6, verse 12, Ephesians 6, verse 12, the Bible says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. I want us to read together. One, two, three. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly. So we are not wrestling against flesh and blood. That means we don't wrestle against human beings. Because human beings are they that are made up of flesh and blood. But we are wrestling against higher things. And the Bible begins to say the things we wrestle against. Number one, we wrestle against principalities. What are principalities? Principalities is just a principle who rules through principles. A principle who rules through principles. Or a power that rules through principles. Principality is a power, a principle, who rules through principles. Principles person, principles, uh, principles what? Principles here, person, the verb. Yeah, principles, the noun, principle, the verb. So principalities is just principle, the noun, ruling through principle, the verb. That is who a principality is. So principalities rule based on principles, on legalities. Every region has a principality at work. And so, Pastor, how do we identify a principality? You identify a principality. Very easy. You look at the dominant scene in that area. There's a village I was told. The principality of that village is a wasteful spirit. So a lot of the people in that village are drunkards. Children drink from morning to evening. The principality in that area is that. Families have principalities. There are principalities that rule in families. You can look at the trace in your family and see nobody gets married. Or if they get married, they come on board with a child. It's a principality, Sophia. Or nobody in my family becomes rich. They all die of poverty. Some try to become rich, but they never succeed. It's a principality. Or at a certain age, people get certain diseases. It's a principality. That guy is ruling that family based on principles. So you can't just wish him away. You can't just say, I wish this thing is not here. No, you have to apply counter principles to defeat him. Now the difference between demons and strongholds is this. Demons you cast out. Strongholds you bring down. 
The difference between demons and strongholds is this. Demons, you cast out. Strongholds, you bring down. Now, strongholds are established by principalities. Principles establish, establish principalities rather, establish strongholds. Are we together? I can't hear you. Are we together? Yes. Principalities establish what? That's what the Bible says. Bringing down every imagination. Casting down every imagination that exalts itself above the knowledge of Christ. Meaning the principality has exalted some principles above the knowledge of Christ. So what do you do with them? You bring them down. Remember, you bring them down. That is to tell you, demons live immediately. Strongholds are broken over time. Are we together? Strongholds are broken. Why do we break strongholds over time? Because that means there is a lot of teaching. Because you bring down strongholds through teaching. Because he is ruling through principles. So you have to bring him down by teaching people counter principles. You understand? So strongholds come down over time. That's why you realize that it has taken few years for you to stop thinking the way you used to think. Because you had a certain stronghold. You used to think that sex is not illegal before marriage. And you are stuck in that. Even right now, you are looking at me and you are still stuck in that. It's a stronghold in your life that has been erected by a principality. So it will take some time of you sitting and are teaching to change that thinking. Some of you, you don't type. Because the principality in your home is the principality of poverty. That is to say, you have to be taught why you have to type for us to bring down the stronghold. The second thing is we wrestle against powers. Powers. My power. <laughs> my power. Eh? Ma, ma? Manguvu. <laughs> my powers. Manguvu. <laughs> we wrestle against Manguvu. That's the second thing we wrestle against. So you, you are living your life, you don't know. Manguvu is after you. Principalities are after you. And you, you are living your life carelessly. And principalities are waiting to finish you, brother. <laughs> Can you imagine? They are saying, this girl, she cannot get married. That's why it's been so hard to get a boyfriend. And even the one you got, you had to leave her. The boy had to run away because you threatened him that you'll kill him. And he has heard stories before of how people have been killed. The boy ran away. Because there's a principality that is ruling through power. Now the principles that are established create a certain power. Are we together? The principles that are established create a certain For example, Kenya is ruled through principles. And these principles are contained in a book called the Constitution. So those principles carry a certain power in the jurisdiction of the Republic of Kenya, right? And everybody has to submit to the powers of the Constitution, whether the president or a mere man, right? wrong. Now, those principles, what gives those, what gives those powers authority to rule over us? The principles in the Constitution. 
So in the same manner, the principalities create certain principles. And those principles rule through power because of the principles that have been set by the principality. Then the third thing is we wrestle against rulers of the darkness of this age. Who is that? Satan. Now, Satan is also called the ruler of this age. This age means this present world is an age. Uh-huh. 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 Rulers of darkness. Now, when we have our love group, we are making prayers continuously every day in that particular home we are in, in that particular house we are. So what you don't realize, what is happening in the spirit, you are pushing back principalities. You are bringing down strongholds. So eventually, the place that that church is, the home church, or this particular church is, eventually that area begins to receive liberation because of the presence of prayers that are being made in that particular region. Are we together? Do you understand what I'm saying? Ah, you don't look like you understand. How many are understanding? For example, when we came to this place, it was a very desolate place. Do you remember how it looked like? How many remember how it looked like when we moved, when we got this place? It, was, it looked very desolate, right? But gradually, you are seeing change. You are seeing the place is beginning to get life. The place is beginning to have a different look. What is happening? The principality is being brought down. The stronghold is being brought down by the continuous prayers that are being offered in this place. That's what the Bible says, pray without ceasing. Because what you are doing is not something that will be done overnight. It is a continuous fight that you are engaged in. And we are bringing down the God of this world. Yeah. So what does the God of this world do? The God of this world, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. 2 It's on the screen. I want us to read together. One, two, three. Mm -mm, I can't hear you. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk according. How many are flesh here? How many walk according to the flesh? That means we walk as normal human beings. All of you, you're full of flesh. Look at the girl next to you say, you're in my flesh too. Is that in my nyama too? Ni manyama tu zimeshikanishwa. Ni manyake. Manyama tu. Verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal means fleshy. For though we walk, go back to verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Why? For the weapons of our warfare are not fleshy or carnal, but mighty in God to the pulling down of what? So what happens to strongholds? They are brought down by the weapons we are using that are not carnal, they are not fleshy. So you don't need to get a gun and start praying and say, in the name of Jesus, nimeshika bazuka, shetanya na kupepeta, it's like how some of you pray. You know some of you pray, all your prayers are warfare. Let me finish this scripture, then I'll show you how some of you pray. Verse 5. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself 
against the knowledge of God. Casting down what? Arguments. Arguments are what? Principles. In a court of law, they argue. When they are arguing, what do they use to argue? Principles, the law. They use laws to argue. So we have to cast down arguments, legal bases that are exalting themselves higher than the knowledge of God. For example, right now, there's a prevailing argument that is in the world right now that a woman can marry another woman. A man can marry another man. That's an argument that is exalting itself above the knowledge of God. Because the knowledge of God that says that, and, and God saw that Adam was lonely, and he brought him Steve. He brought him Steve. <laughs> Who did he bring him? Eve. Shiro. I couldn't have seen two. Uh-uh. Sim Nimoja. Are we together? But now that knowledge, that, that argument is exalting itself above the knowledge of God. So we bring that down by praying that people will be liberated. Are we together? And bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of what? So we bring every argument that is the nature of a thought to the obedience of who? Of Christ. To the obedience of Christ. Verse 6, the last one. And being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So you can see how the God of this world operates. So we have to pray and bring him down. So when a love group is held, there's continuous prayers which help the spiritual atmosphere in that place be different. Are we together? Be what? And how does it become different? We bring, down we bring down strongholds and push back principalities. Are we together? So, some of you, how you pray, you don't pray the right way. Not all prayers are warfare prayers. There are different types of prayers. Tell me about there are different types of prayers. There are different types of prayers. There is prayers of thanksgiving. Eh, hey. where? You're sleeping. By the way, I told you the other time, if you see someone who is sleeping when, 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 we, are, when we are having such a, an intellectual conversation, it just shows you what? The IQ is low. Inability to concentrate for long. You can't concentrate. The weather is favorable, but you cannot concentrate for a long time. You cannot marry that person. You cannot get married to that person. No, 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 no. Tell about no, 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 no. Hey, atuezi yaribu watoto. Atuezi. So, some of you, this is how you pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. You are, maybe you need school fees. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you for, you said in your word, that we shall ask and receive. So, Father, I want to thank you because I believe and I know that these school fees that I'm asking for, is actually provided. I thank you and I love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Then there's another one who is called the prayer warrior. <laughs> Intercessor. The one and only. He comes before the Lord. The Lord, maybe the Lord is seated there. <laughs> He's called a barrier breaker. He's a line crosser. 
He comes and says, in the name of Jesus, dear Lord, the Bible says, you do not sleep nor slumber. So right now, I ask you, any devil that is taking my school fees, I bind you, I bind you, I break you, I scatter you. Oh Lord, I put fire into the throne of heaven. <laughs> you are standing fire on the throne of God. <laughs> For school fees. And it is maybe it's 10,000. <laughs> but you're sending, you're sending fire to the throne of the one you want to give you school fees. You are burning him. <laughs> I enter into the holy. How do you enter the holy of holies like that? Can you imagine? You're just relaxing in your house. You're just relaxing. You're just seated. Then someone other than knocking comes and enters the house by a kick. Coup. And he says, I approach the throne of grace with confidence in my heart. Like, really? Is that how you ask for something? Is that how you ask for something? But some of you, that's how you pray. So all your prayers are warfare. In the name of Jesus. You even change your voice. When we just, we ask you to pray for food. Food. Baba katika jina la Yesu Kristo tunakushukuru kwa kugalu leo mbele yetu tunapoenda kuimega tunaombea cholesterol zote zilizo hapa ndani tunakemea mapepo yanayokuja na unga tunavunja vunja mambo yote yaliyo kaunga katika jina la Yesu Kristo magonjo yote yaliyo Sudan tunaikataa magonjo kutoka moya tunaikataa katika jina la Yesu Kristo vita za Iraq tunazikemea toka ukicheka katika jina la Yesu Nani ugali unaombea? Nani ugali unaombea? Baba unavojua visia givi unaparetona binadamu. Na kazi ya binadamu ya ezavunjika. Ya ezaribika. Maindi medawa kitui baba. Nunajua kitui ni wapi baba. Food. And it's food. By the way, if you ever see someone who's doing that, just know they don't pray. They don't have time with the Lord. So they have found an opportunity to showcase that they pray. They, they pray. Yeah, they don't pray. They don't have quiet time. They don't do quiet time. Because if you do quiet time with the Lord, you don't need to come and pray such kind of prayers for food. You actually just say, Father, I thank you for this food. In Jesus' name. You don't start saying, Jehovah Makashidiskeni. Jehovah Jireh. Mungu wa miyungu. Mfalme wa falme. Do you do that? Tell your neighbor, neighbor, prayers are good because they push back the enemy and change the atmosphere of the place we are around. But know the kind of prayers to make. Are we together? So through the prayers carried out during a love group meeting, the members in that group get time to have a spiritual time that they get to dictate the spiritual atmosphere where those love groups are located. So what does that mean? Everywhere we find ourselves, the atmosphere in that place is affected by a demonic power. Everywhere we find ourselves, the atmosphere in that place is affected by a demonic power. It is demons that hinder people from entering the kingdom of God. Tell me it is demons that hinder people from entering the kingdom of God. Yes, 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. 
The scripture, this scripture shows us that. The Bible says, can we read it together? One, two, three. Whose minds the God of this world has blinded. So the God of this world blinds minds. There are people here, as long as you're not born again, the God of this world is controlling you. And he has blinded your mind. So it is demons that keep people from entering the kingdom of God. Ebu, give me a message Bible for that verse. So that you see what, 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 what the God of this world has done to your mind. You brother. Can we read it together? For all they have for all they have eyes, for it is the fashionable God of darkness. They think he can give them what they want, and they won't have to bother believing a truth they can't see. Let's start from verse 3. Maybe you'll, you will get the context. Can we read together? No. It's because these other people are looking or going the wrong way. And refusing to give it serious attention. So it's not that our message is obs obscure. In the sense that they cannot be understood. It's not that our message is difficult to understand. It's because are, the people who we are talking to are looking the other way. And they are going on a different direction. Uh -huh. Verse 4. All they have eyes. For it is the fashionable God of darkness. All they have eyes. For is the fashionable God of darkness. So they have eyes. But the fashionable God of darkness has done what? Has blinded them. They think he can give them what they want. The God of this world. And that they wouldn't have to bother believing a truth they can't see. So when we tell them you have to believe in Jesus, they are wondering, why do I have to believe in Jesus and I can't see him? They have eyes that are fashionable, but they can't see with their eyes. So it's fashionable to have eyes, but your eyes cannot see. Sad. Some of us, it is fashionable because now, can you, can you imagine if you meet someone with no eyes and they are walking? You will run, right? You will say, hey, he's not blind in the sense that the eyes are not there, he can't see. But this one has, here is flat, no eyes at all. You'll start saying monster, monster. So it's fashionable to have eyes, like it's a trend. But those eyes don't see. So they stone blind to the the spring brightness of the message that shines with Christ, who gives us the best picture of God, well, will ever, TPT, maybe TPT will make it simpler. Message looks harder. Who has TPT? You can read for us. For their minds have been blinded by the God of this age. For their minds have been blinded for the God, from the God of this world, by the God of this world. They stand here. For their minds have been blinded by the God of of this age, mm -hmm. leaving them in unbelief. Their blindness keeps them from seeing the dayspring light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is divine image of God. For their minds, thank you, for their minds have been blinded by the God of this age, leaving them in unbelief. Their blindness keeps them from seeing the dayspring light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the divine image of God. So as you can see, the work of Satan is to blind people from seeing the reality of who God is. So they never come to the image of Christ. So it is demons that prevent people from coming to the kingdom of God. Are we together? So one of the most powerful tools we can employ
to expand the kingdom of God is prayer. When we pray, we change the prevailing spiritual atmosphere of where we are. So through prayers we, that we offer, we bind evil spirits and drive them away. We destroy the works of Satan in the hearts of the people who don't know the Lord. And that, and that makes it easy for the word of God to be preached and accepted by sinners. Lift up your hands and say, Satan, in the name of Jesus, we bind you. We bind your influence over the minds of the children of God. We bind your influence. So prayer drives Satan away. We destroy the works of Satan in the hearts of the people who don't know the Lord. And that makes it easy for the word of God to be preached and accepted by sinners. Evangelism, evangelism after we've prayed, becomes more fruitful and more easier. It makes people receive God's word and be affected by it. The reason why, dear shepherd, people don't receive Christ in your love group is because you don't pray for that. You expect to lead people to Christ, but you've never prayed for it. You don't offer prayers and say, Lord, when people come to this love group, they have to receive Christ. I have to be a light in this city. I have to change people. I have to be a light in this apartment. I have to change the people around here. You don't do that. So the hearts of the men are blinded from the image of Christ. And unless you start praying, nothing will change. But unless you, just, you start praying, nothing will change. So whole communities can be transformed through these persistent prayers. A book give me amplified version of that same scripture. Amplified version of 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. For the God of this world has blinded the unbelievers' minds that they should not discern the truth, preventing them from seeing the illuminating light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, the Messiah, who is the image and the likeness of God. So through prayers, as you can see, the illuminating light of Christ, of the gospel of Christ, is shed abroad, and people are able to see that light, and they are able to turn to him. Are we together? Are we together? I can't hear you. Are we together? So through prayers of the members of a love group, the spiritual atmosphere in different locations are being changed all the time. And that makes it possible for the kingdom of God to come to those areas. Through love groups, prayers are offered and strongholds and imaginations of the devil are destroyed. I see imaginations being destroyed. I see strongholds being brought down. In the name of Jesus, where our love groups are, there shall be a life for God. There shall be a life for God. There shall be a desire for God. In the name of Jesus. So the cell meetings make the expansion of the kingdom of God effective and possible through the prayers that we offer. So I remember reading of a story of a juju man. This juju man was in a particular location. And you see, every location, there's a principality that rules that I explained to you. And the principality of that place is, is in a person. Because there's no way you can rule in this realm without flesh, right? But everything that happens in this realm is as a result of the spiritual realm. So the juju man of that place realized that uh, uh, some guys have come to plant a, a, a harvest group, or a love group in that place, or a harvest group, or a cell group, depending on where you come from. So as they were there, he realized that people are no longer coming to his shrine and they are going to a particular cell group. And, and slowly the cell group was growing and they are planting many and more people are coming to Christ. So he went and met, one time he met this young man who was doing that work and he told him, I want you to leave this place. 
He asked him, why should I leave? He said, you are destroying my business. Yeah, because even juju men know the power of prayer. But of course, you cannot be threatened by a juju man and you quit. You can't say, ah, me, I'm afraid. You run. No, the Bible says we, we are seated far above all principalities and powers together with Christ Jesus on the right hand side of God. So he was able to diffuse and destroy him by continuing to pray. Are we together? I see you beginning to pray. And I see strongholds being broken in Jesus' name. Number two, love groups are a powerful tool in the hands of the Holy Spirit to win the immediate communities. Love groups are a powerful tool in the hands of the Holy Spirit to win the immediate communities. So love groups serve as a powerful tool in the hands of the Holy Spirit to win immediate communities. And by doing so, the kingdom of God comes to those communities. There are two ways of catching fish in the sea. One is you use what we call a hunk, a line, and a sinker. Have you heard of that? Hunk, line, and sinker. That is the one that you throw. Then you wait for it. You wait for the, for the, for the sinker to be, to be hooked in the mouth of the fish. Then you start pulling. One by one. That will take you, if you want to get 200 fish, how long will it take for you to use a line, a hook, and a sinker? A lot of time, right? But there's another way of fishing where you throw nets into the sea. Now, when you throw the big net, you catch more fish, right? The Bible says that we've been sent to become fishers of men in Matthew 4.19. And he said unto them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So that is to say, when we create many love groups, what we've done is that we've thrown a large soul winning net over the communities. And more fish will come in. Because we'll have fish coming in from Tuskies in that zone. We'll have fish coming in from Masai Lodge in that zone. From Olekasasi in that zone. From Tumaini, from Kwea, from MMU, from Namzarin. Because we've been throwing a large net of soul winning. And like when we decide we are going to be doing an akazo like how we are doing it right now. An akazo in one region every Saturday. How long will it take us to win all the, all the, all the communities? To take us a long time, right? But when we have different nets in different places, we have a huge net for soul winning. Tell about you have to be a soul winner. Ah, your drip looks good. Tell about your drip looks good. Your, your lipstick is on point. Your hair is on fleek. But are you a soul winner? Tell them your shoe game is on point. Your cologne is on point. Your lipstick is on point. You are boobs in mama. But are you a soul winner? Ask them, are you a soul winner? Hey! Because you can be all those things, but if you're not a soul winner, you have no value in heaven. Ask them, do you have value in heaven? If, you are going, if your time to die has come, is there anything that you'd use to negotiate with God to keep you from dying? Is there anything you can use or you're just a scarecrow? You can be removed anytime. It's a question. Why is the church quiet? I'm dialing numbers. Is there anything you can use to negotiate like King Hezekiah and say, Lord, I did this for you. Please add me some years. The Bible says God adds you 15 years. Or you don't know you can push back death. You can call for death and you can push it back. Because death is a spiritual atmosphere. The church is quiet. You don't like something about death, eh? 
You don't like death. Death, death has an ear, by the way. Death hears. The Bible says in Revelation, and I saw a pale horse, and the rider of the horse was called who? Death. So death is a pale horse. And there's a rider on that horse, and it's called death. That horse, you can push it back. But that horse, you can push it back. And that horse, you can call for it. Yeah. That's why I tell you, a man of God is not someone you joke with. Because a man of God has spiritual power. He's like a juju man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you are afraid of a juju man, but you're not afraid of a spiritual man, like a pastor. I don't understand. And a, and a pastor has more power than a juju man. I have more power than a juju man. I have power over him. But when a juju man tells you, you will die. This, today, five o'clock, you will die. You start crying and saying, oh, don't, you run to a pastor. But you, when, you're, when you're criticizing a pastor in your house, you have no fear. Start saying, yo, kanisa ni tu, ni masadaka tu wanakula. King Ezekiah told Lord, Lord, remember now I pray. For I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart. And I have done what, what was good in your sight. And he bitterly wept. And the Lord added to him 15 years. So what can you use to negotiate with God? What can you say, Lord, I did for you this. Please add some years for me. And some of you maybe are supposed to die in two days' time. Yeah. Or you don't think young people die? Young people die. They die quickly. The old die, the young die. The rich die, the poor die. Death is a leveler. All of us will die one day. And perhaps your time of death is this week. Yeah, I'm serious by what I'm saying. Perhaps your time of death is this week. What will you use to negotiate with God to add you? You know one thing you need to know when a man of God is preaching under the unction. What he's saying is actually what God is saying. Like right now, it's not me speaking. It's God speaking to you. What do you have to negotiate with God to extend to you some, some more time? What do you have on the table? Which soul have you won? You will say, Lord, I have done five souls for you. Please give me more time to win 200 souls for you. You have no soul to show. You have nothing to negotiate. You have not built any church. What will you use to negotiate? What will you use? Hey. Ask your neighbor, what will you use to negotiate? What will you use? It's a question. Yeah, you love my preaching. Thank you. What will you use to negotiate before God? You've not done nothing for God. I'm serious. What will you ask? ask that's, that's something you need to ask yourself. What have I done for God? We are telling you, Swollen Sunday, Swollen Sunday is coming. Jesus, Savior of the world. Bring people that they may receive Christ. Let that be your negotiating power. Say, Lord, Solemn Sunday is about to come, eh? And you know I had told you I'm bringing five souls. I have something to bargain with the Lord. One time God wanted to destroy a certain village. And he went to his man, Abraham. And told Abraham, Abraham, I want to destroy Sodom. Abraham negotiated with the Lord. He asked the Lord, Lord, if you find 50 people who are Righteous and true. Will you still destroy the city? God said, no. I will not destroy. 
Then Abraham realized to find 15 Sodom is very hard. He went again to the Lord. He said, Lord, if you find 30, will you still destroy? The Lord said, if I find 30, I will not destroy. It is even harder to find 30. Reality came to him. Lord, it is harder to find 30 who are not fornicating. So he went down. He said, Lord, if you find 20, same all the way up to if you find one man. He went to one man. He said, Lord, don't be, don't be angry with me as I talk to you, as I negotiate with you. Don't be angry at me. If you find one man who is righteous, will you still destroy the city? And God said, if I find one man who is righteous, I will not destroy it. If I just find one man, there must be something you negotiate. Lord, don't be angry, and I will speak, but once more. Suppose ten should be found there, just ten. And he said, I will not destroy it for the sake of the ten. Continue. So the Lord went his way as soon as he had finished speaking with Abraham, and Abraham returned to his place. Mm -hmm. Now the two angels came to Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. There were ten, not one. When Lot saw them, he arose to meet them, and he bowed himself to his face towards the ground. He bowed. Mm -hmm. And he said, Hear now, my lords, please turn in your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. Then you may rise early and go your way. And they all said, No, but we will spend the night in the open square. Then when the people of Sodom saw this man, <laughs> look at what they said. Bring them out. We want to do something to them. Uh, go to verse 4. <laughs> now they lay down the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both old and young, and all the people from every quarter surrounded the house. Just when they had slept, the men of the city, both young and old, both young and? Verse 5. And they came and called to Lord and said, Lord, where are the men who came to you tonight? Yeah. Bring them out to us that we may know them carnally. <laughs> you know what the Bible means by that? We may know them carnally. We want to sodomize them. We want to use him too. <laughs> we want to use, we want to open the boot. <laughs> eh? We want to open the bonnet. This is the reason why Sodom was destroyed. Because they, the men had become so wicked that they even wanted angels. They wanted angels. They had become that wicked. Zimbazoza. <laughs> they wanted angels now. NCV says, yeah, carnal, yeah. Carnal means sexual relations. You know what I mean. Like bring them out that we may have sexual relations with them. We may know them carnally. We want to have sex. NLT says we want to have sex. Who put NLT? Quickly. Bring them out to us. We can have sex. We want to know them carnally. I'll be telling my wife, I want to know you carnally. <laughs> At least I have something new. The married people, you have a new word. You say, come hither. Thy king wanted to know thee. Carnally. <laughs> we want to know thee carnally. Hey. Scriptures are sweet, eh? Verse 6. <laughs> what does the message say? 
So Lord step, go back, verse 5. They yelled to Lord, where are the men who are staying with you for tonight? Bring them out so we can have our sports with them. We want to have our sports. Tukaramchezo wa kucharaza kandanda. Tukaramechi. Tukaramechi. Eh? What does Kiswahili say? Someone read for us the Swahili Bible. We want to have some sport with them. Can you imagine? They wanted angels. They, they wanted a, they had a tournament. Alikuwa na prepare. Eh? <laughs> Someone read for us Swahili. Have you found it? I use the microphone. Our Swahili pastor. Wakamuita loti. Nakumuliza. Wakamuita loti nakumuliza. Wako wapi wale wanaume waliokuja kwako? Watoe nje. Tunataka kulala nao. Wakamuita loti wakamuliza. Wako wapi wale wanaume waliokuja kwako? Ehe. Watoe nje. Tunataka kulala nao. Usingizi wapono. Usingizi wapono. wapono. That's what the Bible says. He <laughs> <laughs> <You> will wash you. <laughs> I, was, I would be surprised if that's what the Bible says. Usingizi wapono. <laughs> so you can see these are the kind of communities we live in. These are the kind of communities we live in. Wicked communities. So the Holy Spirit uses the cells as a net to do evangelism. So when we create cells or love groups, you are harvesting the souls of men all the time through your many evangelistic activities. Because the cell, every week in your love group, there must be people receiving Christ. That's the authentic reason of having a love group. If people are not receiving Christ on a daily, every week, in your love group, that's not a love group, that's a general Christian fellowship. In a love group, in a love group, there must be people receiving Christ weekly. I can't tell you about there must be people receiving Christ weekly. So through cells, we cast a big evangelistic net, and we are able to draw more souls into the kingdom of God over a short period of time through the mighty work of the Holy Spirit. So cells are a powerful tool in the hands of the Holy Spirit. So the result of our outreach ministries are far less compared to the evangelism that works through harvest groups. So our outreach ministries far outweighs what we can get when we evangelize using a hook, line, and a sinker. If we don't have souls worn in particular area, it means that we have not gone there and thrown our nets by doing evangelism after having planted our love groups. So if there are no souls coming from Masai Lodge, it shows that the love groups from Masai Lodge are failing. If there are no souls receiving Christ from Tuskies, the area is failing. You've not thrown your nets. Your evangelistic nets and given the Holy Spirit a platform to use to bring people to Christ. 
So if you don't have souls worn in, in a particular area, it simply shows that the shepherds of that area, the elder of that area, are failing because they have not given the Holy Spirit a net to bring in the, the fish. For we are fishers of men. So when we are going to win souls, we must be intentional about soul winning. We must be ready to go and start our love groups and win souls through love groups. Are we together? Let me ask you a question. When are we going to win a hundred souls with the ashes? When are we going to win 200 souls with the present worship? Is it easy? But it is very easy when we create an evangelistic net by using our love groups. Because they are spread. The net is big. And it is easier for us to get souls coming to, to Christ. So I want us to have a problem in this church. And the problem we should have is the problem of space. We should not have a problem of gossip. We should not have a problem of fornication. The problem we should have is the problem of space. Because the love groups are doing the work they need to do. They are evangelistic. They are winning souls and bringing them into the fold of God. Bringing them into the kingdom of God. So that you can have something to negotiate with God. When your time comes. Me at least so far I have something to negotiate with him. At least I can negotiate. I can be like Abraham and say, Lord... If you do this and this, remember this and this. Will you still want me to come? And the Lord said, because of what you are doing, you will, you will, I will add you 15 years. And that time I'm 65. So if he asks me 15 years, I'm living to 75. I'm okay to go home at 75. I don't need to be... After 70, God can call me home anytime. But before then, I have to keep negotiating with him. I have to keep Because one day I long to be before him. So after 70, I don't need to negotiate again. I say, now Lord, I'm ready. But you, you have nothing to negotiate, my dear. You have nothing. You think your money can keep you. Your money cannot keep you. Haven't you seen someone like Bonke? He lived how many years? 90 what? He died at 90 what? Eh? Billy Graham, he died at 99. Right? Because of the souls he has won. He was one year short of 100. A century. Because do you know how many souls he brought to Christ? Many souls all over the world. It was Billy Graham. Billy Graham evangelistic crusades. So he's, he's going to live long. He, he lived long. When you win souls, the Bible says, them that win souls, their stars will shine bright. Yeah. You shine bright in so many areas. Not just living long. Living long is a good thing. Or if you guys don't want to live long, you look like people who want to die tomorrow. How many want to live long? How many want to cross with 70 with ease? I'm giving you the secret. And nowadays, you know, crossing even 40 is a hard, eh? You know that, eh? In Kenya, not even 40, 30. Not, once and now, it is even worse than Corona. So even living to, getting to tomorrow. <laughs> because now, the Delta variant that is present right now in Kenya is a deadly one. The, symptom, the symptoms are different. Some, you don't even have symptoms. Like there's a pastor of one of our churches who has died. He's gone. He died yesterday because of the... The, the Delta variant of coronavirus. And he was okay on Sunday. He was admitted on Monday. On Saturday he was gone. So even living the next day is not easy. It's not guaranteed where we are right now. But if you have something to negotiate with the Lord, say, Lord, as I'm lying here, I want you to remember that I'm doing this for you. And if, Lord, if I go, it means that work will stop. Yeah. Lord, if you take me now, 
that soul might go to hell. And God says, hey, brother, hold on, hold up. Yeah. Maybe one of these fine days I'll, sit you this, I'll teach you the secret victory of death. Because there's a secret victory of death. You can overcome death. You can push it. That's why I was telling you earlier, you can push death back. You can delay death. You can delay it. The church goes quiet. No amen, no hallelujah. It's quiet. Why? The reason why you are feeling like that is simple. You know why? Because you don't have anything on the table to negotiate with the Lord. Number four. Is it number four or number three? Love groups bring the kingdom of God to, to people's doorsteps. Love groups bring the kingdom of God to people's doorstep. Don't worry, I'm finishing at number five. So I only have two more to go. And I have, a, I have a whole hour, but I want to finish today earlier. So the love groups bring people to the kingdom of God. Or rather, love groups bring the kingdom of God to people's doorstep. Now the mistake we often make is that we expect sinners to come to church themselves. But the reality is that sinners or non-church goers will go anywhere else but the church. The same way a Christian will go everywhere else but the bar. Do you think it's easy to find a Christian in a bar? A genuine Christian? Eh? Even if they come advertising. Even if they come at your doorstep. Is it easy for a Christian? I'm not, I'm not talking to Christians. <laughs> There's some silence that I cannot understand here. I'm not talking to Christians. Okay, let me talk to the genuine Christians. I think they're on this side. The genuine Christians. Not here, that side. These are the genuine Christians. Is it easy to find a Christian in a bar? No. Is it easy to find a genuine Christian in a bar? No. Okay, not even Christian, even you. I thought you were. Let me ask this one. Is it easy to find a genuine Christian in a bar? No. Yeah, these ones are true Christians. In the same manner, it's not easy for you to find a sinner in church. Sinners will go everywhere else but the church. They will go everywhere else but the church. They will attend funeral wed funerals. They will attend weddings. They will attend graduation. They will attend birthday parties. They will attend anything that you know of, Madam Cecilia, Pastor. But, but, the church. It is hard to find sinners in church. So when you do love groups, you bring the kingdom of God in people's doorstep. Dr. Yongicho says that sinners are afraid of the church. And it's true. Sinners are afraid of the church. The same way you are afraid of a bar, if you are a true Christian. The ones who are here, they are not sure. <laughs> so many people don't want to come to church. My dear shepherd, my dear friend, listen to me. If you think that on Sunday you are going to wear a nice suit and arrange your seats and put your equipment and unbelievers will come to your church, you are making a big mistake, my friend. A nice church building does not bring sinners to the church. A nice choir does not bring them. Look, I'm not saying these things are not important. Eh? I'm just saying they are important, but they will not bring sinners to church. Are we together? These things are wonderful. To have a wonderful church building is good. But if you do this and you don't do what I'm saying, you still have an empty church. And it is the intention of God that his house may be filled. Remember the intention of God? That his house may be filled. I once had a testimony of a young man who was passionately serving God as a pastor. 
So he was saying that those times, before he made his decision never to, before he made his decision to follow Jesus, he had made a decision to never darken the doorway of a church. Do you know what that means to darken? Like when you pass, your shadow darkens this place. So the doorway is the door. So when you're passing, you're darkening it by your shadow. So this particular guy had made, so this is what he said, I was determined to never go to any church, not even for family events, like weddings or funerals. So I had decided and had determination that I will never be in any church all my life. So as you can see from this story, there are people who have made a, such a determination all their lives that I will never go to any church. That God, his story ended in a good note. He's now a pastor. How much more those who never get the opportunity to end their stories in a good note like his? He says the reason why he ended up in church is because he was persistently pursued by some cell leaders in his church, uh, in, in, in his school, who were constantly asking him, why don't you come and fellowship with us? So eventually he gave in and he came and received the gospel. And right now he is here standing and preaching to you because members of, his, of that love group were willing to follow up on him and lead him to the cross and speak to him. So a lot of people have made a judgment that I will never, ever darken the doorway of any church. I will never be found in any church. So the people who like coming to church are believers who love the Lord and they love the fellowship of the brethren. That's the truth. But ordinary people, sinners, who don't have a natural instinct in them to wake up, dress, and go to church. They don't have it. The reason why you, you wonder why others are not coming to church the way you like coming to church is because you are a believer and they are not. You, you love the Lord and you love the fellowship of the brethren. The people, the guy sitting next to you doesn't love the Lord. We have to force you to be here today. We have to wake you up. True or not true? True or not true? It shows the, 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 the heart is dead. The heart is dead towards God. That's why we have to be forced. You come today, you come after three months. If the heart is dead. Or if you come, you come when you, we are about to finish the service. The heart is dead. Talk about the heart is dead. Hey. So people don't want to go to church. So we have to take church where they are. That means we have to open more love groups. Look, have you seen products like, to, like, like cigarettes, alcohol? They are always forced to us, even when we are in our houses. They shamelessly, relentlessly, and persistently advertise them. Everywhere we are, even on your phone right now, you can open your phone like this and find a, a, a what? And find an advert. Trust condom. Don't go alone. Or you find Durex. Durex has very good advertising. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You, it means you don't watch them. They have, me, you know, I'm a student of marketing. So I watch those things I see, I, to see which one has good advertising. And one of the best advertisers is Durex. And another one is Coca-Cola. Everybody knows. Taste the feeling. Do you know Coca-Cola is so good at advertising that you go and say, Nipatia Kokia Fanta. Another one that is so good is Omo. Yeah. Omo. Everybody thinks all detergents are Omo. Nipatia Omo ya sunlight. Nipatia Colgate ya aqua fresh. 
Nipatia kiwi ya black. Because they are, they are selling a particular brand. And they are so good at advertising it. They force it to you. Mbaka, you think all detergents are homo. Nipatia bamba ya telcom. Eh? Thamos flask. Yeah. All of you think, by the way, that's true. All of you think flask. No, Thamos rather is, is flask. So you call all flasks Thamos. All flasks, you call them Thamos. As it river, Thamos flask is a particular brand of Thamos. You understand? You understand? Yeah. So flask is the product, but Thamos is the brand. So most of you have bought the brand. Nipatia blue bandia. Blue bandia prestige. Ama nipatia pampas ya soft care. Nipatia always ya ya cortex. Because they are forcing it on us. By constant advertising. So if they are stuck in you. Nipatia iPad ya Samsung. Ah, iya iPad ya Samsung. Because they have forced the brand on you. In the same manner. In the same manner. We should take the gospel of God to their doorsteps. Right now you just need to stay in your house and order anything and you'll get it. The Bible says the children of light, the children of darkness are wiser than the children of light. Now people have known that it is not easy for people to get to where, to get to where you are. It is you to go to where they are. And you are not doing that. Right now you can just stay in your house and order Glovo. You hear the, at the door. Ding, ding, ding. Who is it? Delivery. Glovo. And they bring you food. From wherever you, oh, you don't use Glovo. You look shocked. I see God promoting you. I see you ordering for stuff. You'll be staying in your house and ordering for Chinese food. You say, I've missed Chinese. You order and they bring you. I don't believe it. You'll see. Practically, you'll see it. Ah. I'm saying practically, you'll see it. Now, if the children of darkness are doing that, how much more for us with the gospel? We should take the gospel to the doorsteps of the people. That's what we do on Akazo. Let people just be knowing that an Akazo is Jesus. They should... Everybody around you should know about Jesus. Your flat should know about Jesus. You'd rather wake up and go downstairs and start saying, Bona Asifiwe! Asifiwe, we, we, we. You repeat, Bona Asifiwe! Bona, Bona, Bona. Echo. I'm calling you all because the end is near. Nia, 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 nia. <laughs> or you go to their houses, knock each door, and say, I want to invite you from a love group. What is love group? Love group is, 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 Bible, is Bible study, is fellowship. And I want to have fellowship with you. I want to pray for you. I know you have needs for school fees. I want to pray for you. I know you cannot afford rent. I want to pray for you. And I want to believe that God will bless you. And you'll see change coming to that place. Love group allows us to take the gospel or the kingdom of God to the doorsteps of the people. So if you're a shepherd and you're not doing that, you're failing. If your sheep are not doing that, you're failing. Because I, 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 evangelism is not for the shepherd, eh? 
Evangelism is the duty for every Christian. Tell me about every Christian. It's their duty to evangelize. Some guy was telling me this week that he was with a colleague of his. And the colleague is, is from a different religion. And he was trying to persuade one of his other colleagues to convert and become that particular religion. And he told him, if you agree to convert, we will give you a 100,000 donation. Yeah, 100,000 donation from our fellow believers in that religion to start a company, a startup, right? To start a business. There is a war of discipleship. People are willing to pay 100,000 for your soul. And you, because you are foolish, you will take it. You will gain the whole world and lose your soul. You can see the extent of the war. To what extent the war is going? <laughs> to what extent the war is going? That people are willing to pay. And you, you are seated comfortably on your, on, your, on your bed, your boutique house. You are seated comfortably and people are paying 100,000 so that others will follow their God. And you, your God has given you life. He has given you breath. He has given you everything. He has given you a future and a hope. But you still will not participate. Are you not joking? Are you not playing? Tell your neighbor, love groups allow us to take the kingdom of God to the doorstep. Number four and the last one. Number four, second, last. Love groups ensure that there is a healthy growth of God's church. They ensure a healthy growth of God's church. Love groups ensure a healthy growth of God's church. So the church of Jesus must not just grow numerically. The church of Jesus must not just grow numerically. The church of Jesus must grow healthy-wise. It must be healthy. Somebody, it must be healthy. And how do you know people are becoming healthy? When people become spiritual, they become healthy. Somebody, when people become spiritual, is a sign they are becoming healthy. So a healthy church is made possible when it becomes a love group based or a cell group based church. If a church is large and does not have small groups meetings, the members are not cared for. The members don't become spiritual. The members are not loved. The members are not visited. The members are not cared for. They are not supported. They are not taught the word of God. And that church is not a healthy church. But a church with small groups, a church with love groups is a healthy church because members are loved, they are cared for, they are taught the word, so they become a healthy church. And this you can see from the previous scriptures. It was found in the early church. The early church became spiritual and became healthy because they were being taught the word of God. In a love group, you are taught the word of God. You are prayed for, you are loved, you are cared for. All this will happen in a love group. So, do you want to become a healthy member? Do you want to become a healthy member of the Greater Love Church? Do you want to become a healthy Greater Lover? I can't hear, do you want to become a healthy Greater Lover? I can't hear you, do you want to become a healthy Greater Lover? You can only become a healthy Greater Lover if you do what I'm telling you. If you do what I'm, if you do what? And you can only become that if you join a love group. And be healthy, grow. 
Don't just want to become a Christian. Become, be, want to become a healthy Christian. Never want to become a healthy Christian. Want to become a Christian who is growing. Want to become a Christian who is what? Who is what? Who is? Who is enlarging? Are we together? A healthy Christian. How many health Christians are here? Healthy Christians are here. If you belong to a love group, you are a healthy Christian. Because you are cared for, you are loved for, and you are taught the word. Those whose hands are not up, it shows you are not a healthy Christian. You need to join a love group. Remember, you need to join a love group. To become a healthy, growing, cared for, and loved Christian. Number five. Love groups become the care unit of the church. They become the care unit of the church. Love groups are the care unit of the church. So through love groups, members are cared for properly. I spoke about this a while back. You are cared for. You are taught the word of God. You become a better person. You become stronger. You become mightier. Are we together? And lastly, number six. Love groups become the leadership development platform of the church. Love groups are the leadership development platform of a church. Love groups are the leadership development platform of a church. Love groups are the leadership development platform of a church. That means you, you have more potential leaders being recruited, being trained, and being dispatched from the love groups. You have more potential leaders being recruited, being trained, and being dispatched from the love groups. So the more leaders they are, the less the burden of the work, which allows the pastor to focus on his core duty, according to the Bible, which is prayer and the word. Which is prayer and the ministry of the word. So, I was saying that love groups are the leadership development flat platform of a church. This allows potential leaders to be recruited, trained, and released. The more leaders they are there, the less burden it is to the pastor, which allows him to focus on the core duty, which is prayer and the ministry of the word. So, the more shepherds they are, the more the work is spread and everyone does something for God. The distribution of the work of the ministry ensures that it is done more easily, resulting to more productivity. So one of the duties of a, of a, of a, of a shepherd is to look out for leadership potential people in his, in his love group and bring them up, bring them up as leaders. When a lot of people come into the church, through the activities of the love group, they have to they have to be trained and they have to look in a certain way. So more people coming in means more training. Thus, the cells become the leadership training avenue for any church. Tell me the cells are the leadership training for any church. So in this church, we have something called we call the conveyor belt strategy, where we are always trying to get people from one level. It is right there at the back that chart over there. We're always trying to get people from one level to the next level, from the next level to the next level, and always being on a conveyor. Do you know a conveyor belt? A conveyor belt is what is used in a factory. It is always rotating, bringing this to this, this to this, this to this, and eventually to packaging. Then the order goes like that. The order goes like that. Because that's the only way you develop leaders. Tell you know, leaders are made. Leaders are made. Yeah. So it is always a line of production, a recycled line of production 
where new converts come in, new believers come in, they go through the school of Connect, they go through the school of new believers, they go through the school of Solid Foundation, the school of service, then they become shepherds. From shepherds, they become a, a assistant, a what? Assistant elders, from assistant elders, or assistant shepherds to shepherds, from assistant elders, from assistant elders to elders, from, assist from elders to pastors. From pastors to reverends, from reverends to bishops. You understand? It's a conveyor belt. It's a conveyor belt. But where does it start from? From the love group. So love group is an essential tool of this church. Love group is an essential tool of this church. Because I believe everybody here can become a leader. You, tell me about you can become a leader. You are a leader. You just need to develop yourself. Are we together? Are we together? Are we together? So neighbors and friends, it is high time we become like Jesus, where we use our love groups to disciple people. Lastly, number seven, love groups facilitate the fulfillment of the Great Commission. Love groups facilitate the fulfillment of the Great Commission. Who knows the Great Commission? What does the Great Commission say? What does the Great Commission say? Go ye into the world and make disciples in my name, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Go ye therefore into the world and make disciples. So love group facilitates this. So the more groups we have into different communities, the more the gospel is preached, and the more likely the commission is fulfilled in a greater impact. So do we want us to fulfill the Great Commission? Do you want this church to be a church that is fulfilling the Great Commission? We can only fulfill the Great Commission. But we can only fulfill the Great Commission if we participate in love groups. So those are the benefits of the love group to the kingdom of God. So next week, we are going to look at benefits of a love group to you the person. Are we together? Are we together? Father, I want to thank you for this word you've spoken to us. Lord, I'm praying that this word will not fall on rocky soils, on thorny soils, but this word will produce results. Father, I know many times we teach, but people don't understand, because the God of this world has blinded the hearts of children. But Father, I pray that as we continue to teach that strongholds will be broken down. Principalities will be stopped, Lord. And the principles of the kingdom of God will be exalted. Father, let this word produce forth fruit far much more than you would think or even imagine. Thank you, Lord, because you are able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or even imagine. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap offering. Hallelujah. The soul is a soul and it's precious to
My soul is a soul and it's precious to God. 